Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Luke chapter 2, verse 39. So when they had performed all these things according to the law of the Lord, this is Mary and Joseph, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child, meaning Jesus, grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. The grace of God was upon him. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered in Jerusalem. Joseph and his, by the way, he wasn't lost. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. They supposed him to have been with the company. They went a day's journey, sought him among the relatives <laughs> as they were backing down the driveway. <laughs> Sorry. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. So it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers. What a sight. 12-year-old sitting with the doctors of the scriptures, listening to them and asking them questions. That's good advice for young people. Jesus listened to the elders. Let me tell you something. He didn't ask a question he didn't already know the answer to. If God ever asks you a question, he's not looking for information. And all who heard him were astonished at his answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. His mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have been seeking you anxiously. Jesus said to them, Why did you seek me? In other words, he's saying, Didn't you know where I would be? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? The NLT said, Why did you need to search? Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? You should have known where to find me. 50, verse 50. They did not understand what he said. 51. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. If you would allow me today, I'm stealing the title of a hit song from 1973, Bachman, Turner, and Overdrive. <laughs> and only the baby boomers know who I'm talking about. They had a hit song entitled, Taking Care of Business. I said it in the rhythm they sung it. That's my subject today, taking care of business. Everybody's going to help me preach by saying amen at least one time, maybe seated. <laughs> so I was in prayer about three weeks ago, and I felt the Lord speak a phrase to me, and it was unfinished business. I don't know what you'd do with that, but I didn't know what to do with it. 
I start checking all my boxes. You ever do that? Checking boxes. You know, when I was district superintendent in Missouri, one of my responsibilities was to be the chairman of the board of Gateway College of Evangelism. And Gateway College was a training center for the next generation of apostolic leaders. But it was a financial challenge. I'm telling you, every board meeting, we had to raise thousands and thousands of dollars. It was a weight. It was a pain. In Jesus' name. Um, and so when I would pray, I'd go through my checklist. And I'd start, you know, okay, God, we're good. Check. Marlene, the queen, check. Kids, check. The Life Church, check. Missouri District, check. Gateway College, oh my God. This involuntary OMG just would spill out of me. Do you guys ever have checklists? You know, you sort of take an inventory. Are you a list maker? I am. I make lists. I got this little notebook on my desk, and I put a date on it, and I got like six things I got to get done. I love, I love to check them things off. I'm like, okay, done with that. I have to write it down to make sure that I don't forget. And uh, so the Lord said, unfinished business. And I'm praying about that. Did everybody take care of business in 2022? Is there any unfinished business? Business, still yapping at your heels, hanging over your head. Is every relationship okay? Do you have your finances where you want them? Is there something sort of nagging that's trying to follow you into 2023 and you want to just take care of it, cut it off, escape. Sometimes you have to go back and take care of business. Did everybody lose the weight you wanted to lose last year? <laughs> just look straight ahead. <laughs> Did everybody save all the money you wanted to save last year? Did you read all the books you had on your list? I can't keep up with Brother Bernard. He reads 250 books a year. I can't even, I don't know how he does it. Did you make bonus like you planned? Did you uh, spend as much time in the Bible that you really set out to do? Did you teach a Bible study to your friend, your family member who's been asking you questions about God, about his word, about life? I think we, we take inventory. So I'm... I'm I want to be your friend today, and I want to walk in your life. And I want to say, don't be one of these people. La, 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 la. 
And don't pretend. Don't live in a fantasy world. That will get you in trouble quick. What happens if we don't take care of business? What happens in our lives if we leave unfinished business out there? I can tell you one thing for sure. If you have unfinished business, somebody else may try to finish that business for you, and it won't be finished the way you want it to be finished. If you don't pay your bills, what happens to your credit score? If you don't show up for work, you might lose your job. If you don't pay your mortgage, your property could be foreclosed. If you don't get along with your neighbors, you could be sued. If you don't obey the law, you could be arrested, prosecuted, end up in jail. To be sure, a lot of things happen in a year's time. Some of them we have no control over. But most of them, we do. Did something happen last year in the last 12 months that you don't know how to close it? You'd like to. Suddenly, you realize you can't do anymore. You've done all you can do. Well, that's where the Lord comes in. If there's anything unfinished that I don't know how to finish... There's only one I'm really going to trust to help me bring closure. He's the closer. (laughs) Huh? He is the author and the... He's the author and the finisher. Not only... Listen. He's not only the finisher. He's the initiator. He's the catalyst. Now, I'm going to tell you something. God doesn't mind helping you finish stuff you started. He doesn't mind helping finish messes you made. He's good at that. But let me tell you what's better than that. If God puts you in a mess, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise God. He, he's the catalyst and he's the closer. Huh? Do we have any Louis L'Amour fans here? Brother Louis L'Amour? Raise your hand if you've ever read a Louis. Oh, these are the, the godly and the holy people. Louis L'Amour is the greatest American storyteller. And the first time I was reading a Louis L'Amour, I'm like, This guy, this cowboy, he's three days out in the desert. His horse has collapsed. He's run out of water two days ago. He's face down in the sand. A rattlesnake is coiled and ready to strike three feet away. The Apaches are on the left. The Comanches are on the right. He's got one arrow sticking out of his right thigh. He's been shot through the left shoulder. He's bleeding profusely. I'm like. And it hit me. Wait 
a minute. What am I worried about? He knows the author. I don't need to worry about this guy. Brother Louie is going to take care of this guy. Come on. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you with me? Jesus Christ is the author. This guy is going to make it because he knows who the author is. This guy is going to get up. He's going to find water. The Calvary's going to come and save him. His, the posse's coming. Praise God. Somebody's going to come and help him. Just keep reading. Just keep turning the pages. Just go to the next chapter. I'm here to tell somebody here today, it's time for you to turn the page. It's time for you to open up the new chapter of your life. Whatever he wrote you into, he can write you out of it. Because you know the author and the finisher. Come on, do you know the author? Do you know the finisher? He's alpha and omega. He's beginning and end. He's first and last. Paul said it this way in Philippians 1.6. I love Paul's language. Paul has starting language. He has, you know, moving forward language, and he has closing language. He says in Philippians 1.6, He that has begun a good work in you. I'm telling every person here today, God has begun something good in you, or you would not be here. Let me prove it to you. You couldn't even be here if God didn't put a desire in your heart to be here. You wouldn't even be in this house, Chris Hyde, who just came through a, a hip surgery. And, and here he is today. Raise your hand, Chris. Pray for his recovery. He's too young for hip surgery, but God's bringing him through. Amen. Whatever God writes you into, he can write you out of it. So don't forsake your relationship with God. He's your only way. He's your only ticket. Paul said, he that hath begun a good work. Oh, if God begins something, it's good. Whew, I'm looking for good beginnings in 2023. One of our saints, I won't say who she was. She sent me a text this morning. said, Pastor, something good is getting ready to happen. That's simple. I can't tell you what went through me when I read that. I'm looking for miracles. I'm looking for answered prayers. Praise God. Listen, I've got prayers in the bank. Do you have prayers in the bank? Let me tell you something. If you don't put something in the bank, you can't go draw it out. But if you've been banking prayers, somebody's getting ready to go to the drive-thru. You're getting ready to walk in. I've been banking these prayers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me tell you something about prayers. They never die. Prayers never die. Amen. In fact, the Bible says in heaven, there's an angel who's pouring out a vial of the prayers of the saints. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. No prayer that's ever prayed in faith unto the Lord is going to go unanswered if it's prayed in the will of God. Amen. Prayers that are prayed in the will of God are going to happen. And let me ask you a question. How many of you know somebody 
who died in the faith. They died in the faith. Let me see your hands. You know somebody that died in the faith? They died in the faith. 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 They died in the faith, right? They died in the faith. Let me ask you a question. Did God answer all their prayers before they died? No. What happened to those prayers? They went into a cacophonous vial in heaven. And God is holding them. God is poised, getting ready to tell the angel. All right, it wasn't time during their lifetime to answer those prayers, but they prayed for you. They prayed for me. They prayed for my generation. They prayed for the rapture generation. And I'm telling you, whatever God began, whatever you had faith to pray about, amen, God's going to pour out. He's going to pour out those prayers. Oh, hallelujah. Something's going on in here right now. If he began it, he will finish it. And he's going to take the prayers of the saints. My mom and dad's prayers, your parents' prayers, your grandparents' prayers. Let me tell you something. We've buried two pastors of this church. Do you think all their prayers have been answered? W.I. Black and W.C. Parkey. And God bless Brother Gilstrap. I think Brother Gilstrap's 86. Still going strong. But I'm his successor. And I'm going to tell you for sure. Like the old boy said, show enough. I haven't had all my prayers answered. But I'm still alive and kicking, praise God. Amen. We got prayers in the bank. We got bank. Hallelujah. This is why our greatest days are not behind us. They're ahead of us. This is why our greatest revivals have not yet been recorded. They're coming. This is why the greatest hour of the church, we're here, we're poised. It's the prayers of the saints. Travis, go get me that big vessel at the end of the, go get, yeah, it's at, it's at the end of the hallway. Oh, I'm getting ready to do something right now. I am so off the message right now, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. God's up to something big. God's up to something good. God's up to something great. And he's going to take the generations. Paul had this language of starting. He that hath begun a good work in you. You know people that start things and never finish them? Just look straight ahead. My wife does. Oh, I'm an initiator. I'm a, I'm a catalyst. I've told you before, my gift is exhorter. Exhorters are ready to go. What's holding up the delay? Let's go. Oh, just stand right there, Travis. Look like an angel, would you? I'm going to tell you something. That's my bodyguard. <laughs> Anybody wants me, they got to go through Travis. Have a nice day. <laughs> but Paul didn't stop with starting. And then he said, a little bit further in Philippians, I think chapter 3, verse 14, he said, I press. He wasn't just a starter. He's like, he's in the middle. You know, Paul said, 
1 Corinthians 3, 18, we are changed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of our God. I know you can be good in the glory, but what happens in between the glory? I know you can be good at passing the mantle to the next passing the mantle to the next summer revival with B. Wade and all that's good, but what happens between the glory? But Paul said we are changed into that same image from glory to glory, and don't miss the process in the middle. Amen. Somebody's in the middle right now. You're not on a glory mountaintop, but but the glory mountaintop is coming. But what I want to know is can you be faithful, and are you still pressing toward the mark between the glory? Because it's going to happen. Your ship is going to come in. Your prayer is going to be answered. The vision is going to come to pass. And I've got some burdens in my life. I've got some things I want to see happen that haven't happened yet. And it's big stuff. I'm not praying over my hangnail. I'm talking about world changing stuff. And the Lord said, unfinished business. Unfinished business. And Paul said, okay, I'm pressing. He said, he begun this work. Now I'm pressing. And then Paul said to Timothy, 2 Timothy 4, 7. I fought. I finished. I kept. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. He got me started. I kept going between the glory, pressing. And now I fought. I finished. I kept. You have any unfinished business? You feel like God has unfinished business for you? Unfinished business, yeah. Amen. Is it all done? Have you, have, you, have you accomplished everything that God called you for? Have you done everything? Are you ready to just chill and, 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 and coast and, and just hang on for dear life till the rapture? Listen, God's not coming back for a lazy church. He's not coming back for people that are just, you know, waiting around for something to happen. He's coming back for a mobilized church. Amen. He's coming back for an activated church. And we got backup. It's not just your prayers. Some of us have ancestors that prayed and we don't even know they prayed. We we really do. Travis, I want you to just start lifting up that vase like heaven's vial, like an angel. Pour it slowly, slowly. Here it comes, slowly, slowly. This is what's what's happening right now. This is what's going on right now. Amen. Prayers, answered prayers are coming out. Faith is coming out. Miracles are coming out. Come on, just pour it out. Come on, come with me. Come on, let's pour it out. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's coming. Prayers are coming. <laughs> Come on, prayers are coming out. They're coming. Get ready. Thank you, Travis. Come on, you need to receive that right now. Amen. I'm not just living on my prayers. I'm living on the prayers of the generation that have walked before me. Some of these prayers are 2,000 years old. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
This is the day, you may be seated, this is the day that the Lord has made. All I have is today. I don't have tomorrow. I just have today. I don't even have the whole day. Really, I just have right now. This is the day that the Lord has made. What are you going to do with it? Well, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad. You know, God chooses what you go through. You choose how you go through it. That's why I love you for it, Janet. She could sit there and say, well, God don't love me. My pipes are burst. She sent me a video. Water coming everywhere. On her Bible, on her bed, on her appliances, pouring down. What's she doing? Oh, pastor, this is the day that the Lord has made. See, God allows some things, and some things God doesn't have anything to do with unless you want to blame cold temperatures on the Lord. But what's Janet said? I will rejoice. See, your attitude is a choice. Turn to somebody and say, your attitude's a choice. You choose. God chooses what you go through. You're going to choose how you go through it. Nobody can choose my attitude for me. You can't, you can't, you can't. I won't let you. I won't let you choose my attitude. That sounds tough. But it's a, it, it, this is the philosophy of life. This is the this Bible. Paul said in Philippians 2.5, let this attitude be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So your attitude's a choice. What did you wake up singing this morning? The raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> or did you wake up singing, Oh, what a beautiful morning. I could have done Broadway in my dreams. Oh, what a beautiful day. I can't remember that next line, but the last line, everything's going my way. Your attitude's a choice. It's like the two guys on the construction job with their lunch pails. The whistle blows, it's lunchtime, they get out their lunches, they're biting into their sandwiches, one guy chomps down, he goes, Pleh! the other guy goes, what's the problem? He goes, I got a bologna sandwich in my lunch. He said, in fact, this is the third time this week I've had bologna sandwiches in my lunch. The guy said, why don't you tell your wife you don't like bologna? He said, wife, I made my own lunches. Isn't it true that most of the baloney in our lives we put there ourselves? Huh? Come on, your attitude is a choice. 
I choose to serve the Lord. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. I don't care what's going on around me. I'm serving the author and the finisher. It's going to be okay. I'm going to like the way this thing closes. I'm going to like the last chapter. And I know you've heard it, but I have read the last chapter. I read the last chapter. I know how it's going to close. I know how it's coming down. I know who wins in the end. You think I'm turning back now? No way. But you never know what a day's going to bring. You may be seated. I have a colleague, a friend. I don't know him very well, but we're acquaintances. He's a pastor in Minneapolis. His name is David Kent. And just three weeks ago, he walked out his front sidewalk, walking down the street. There was a commotion, something he wanted to investigate. His feet went out from under him on an icy sidewalk. He fell awkwardly. They've already done surgery, but he's paralyzed from the chest down. He wasn't planning on that. I agonized for him. And I'm taking baby steps. I'm, I'm not throwing him under the bus, but I'm going to say, learn, pay attention. Come on, pay attention. I'm, I'm not saying this about him now, because that can happen to anybody. If somebody does something dumb, and you don't like the result, don't you do it. Learn from somebody's mistake. And the devil's playing the same games for 6,000 years. He hasn't learned a new trick since the Garden of Eden. We should know. The Bible, Paul said, don't be ignorant of Satan's schemes and his devices and the stupid things that he gets people to do. Wow. Unfinished business. I want to move into 2023 with a clear conscience. I've hurt anybody's feelings if I've offended anyone. Give me a chance to explain myself. I say things up here. I swashbuckle across this platform. Sometimes I don't always explain. Sometimes I don't take the time. I, it's, it is what it is. I don't want you to be lost because of me. And I don't want to be lost because of you. And that's not going to happen. I've already told you. I'm not allowing it. As far as I know, I don't have anything in my heart. I don't, I don't have a guilty. Paul said I want to be void of offense toward God and toward man. Amen. Come on. Let's make sure we're going into 2023 with a good relationship with God. Amen. Some of you might have unfinished business called unrepented sin. Listen, don't take sins from 2022 into 2023. At least pick up some new sins, but get the old sins behind you. See, that's one of them things I say that probably offended somebody. <laughs> well, that's sort of refreshing to hear a pastor say that. I, I'm just... 
I don't know what I meant by that. If the shoe fits, wear it, bless God. Come on, put the foolishness behind you. Paul said, this one thing I do. He didn't say these many things I dabble in. He said, I've got singleness of purpose, forgetting those things which are behind. There's a verse for you for 2023. Forgetting those things which are behind. Come on, somebody go forget it. Just come on, say forget it. This is a good philosophy of life. Let me be your life coach right now. Just forget it. Just get over it. Just quit it and forget it. Wait, there's one more. Admit it. Quit it and forget it. There you go. Turn to somebody and say, admit it. Turn to somebody else and say, quit it. Now turn around and point your finger and say, forget it. Huh? Is that a good message for 2023? Come on. Insanity is doing the same thing and expect a different result. Why don't you change it up? Why don't you change an attitude? Why don't you change a behavior? Why don't you change a relationship? Why don't you change your prayer life? Why don't you change your attitude and your faithfulness? Change it. Woo. Everybody okay? Paul said in 2 Corinthians 8.10. He said, I'm, I'm going to give you some advice. And Paul's speaking to them as their pastor, because he was. It is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began and you desired to do a year ago, but now you must also complete the doing of it. Because I know there's a readiness and desire. But you've got to complete what you've started. Verse 12, for if there is a, first a willing mind, it is acceptable according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. So when you get your generous donation statement in a few days, give us about 21 days, maybe 28. Give us a little time. We're going to get it to you. You are going to feel good about that? Huh? We paid Evergy. We paid Spire. We paid our taxes. We paid for every tank of gas. You just try to not pay for a tank of gas. See how that works out for you. Friday night, we had some excitement here at the Life Church. I was coming into town. If you can believe, I was invited to preach a youth convention in Wisconsin. They wanted the geriatric representative there. And so I'm coming into town. I'm around Liberty and I-35, and I get a call from the highway patrol. Lieutenant Coates, uh, pastor, just want to let you know, there's two fugitives on the loose. They uh, jumped out of their car right there at View High Drive. They ran toward the nursery, and they're back in the woods there somewhere. And as far as I know, as of now, they still hadn't caught them. Oh, there they are right now. I'm just kidding. I don't know what those guys did. Don't throw your life away. Make good, biblical, godly, prayerful decisions. Don't be on the run. Face the music. Live honestly. Do justly. Love mercy. Walk humbly. 
before your God. Amen. Paul said, finish it. Let me give you three. I close the message. Three things to keep finished. Number one, your relationships with God and your fellow man. Everybody say relationships. Relationships. Two, keep sin out of your life. Sin is a poor theologian. Sin is a poor life coach. I'm not saying we're going to be perfect, but the Bible says if we sin, we have an advocate. I don't care how many times it's happened. Get it under the blood one more time. He is faithful. If we confess our sins, everybody say confess. Confess your sins. Confront them. Admit them. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Say, well, pastor, if I sin, do I have to be baptized again? Well, do you want me to have a life or not? If we have to baptize you every time you commit a sin, I'll have a sleeping bag back there. No. Get baptized once and confess. And Paul said, or John said, when we confess, the waters of baptism are flowing. Just like getting baptized all over again. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Third advice I want to give you. Get this one right. Finish your finances. Make sure your finances are right with God. The Bible says if we are faithful, this is Malachi 3, and if we give God the first 10% of our increase, that invites his blessing and favor on the 90%. And he said, test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven. See, this is written to to a nation. This is written to a nation. And God's saying, above every single one of you is a window. Every single one of you have a window. It's, it's It's an open heaven window. And if you'll be faithful in your giving, God said, I'll open up all those windows. I'll open up all those windows. We need every window at the Life Church opened. I pray almost every day, God bless the people and help the people to be faithful so that you can bless them and open up every window that comes to the Life Church to worship. We need every window opened. Amen. Because we have to impact the world. We got to send more missionaries and there's more we want to do for the kingdom of God and we want to see the kingdom of God advance and move forward. Everybody, somebody just go like this. Don't don't slap the person next to you, but what are we doing? We're opening the windows of heaven. Would you stand with me? Keep your relationships right. Keep sin out of your life. I didn't even get really to my text today, but Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. I must be in my father's house. Could I connect that and say, 
I have business to take care of. And it starts at the house of God. Peter said, let judgment begin at the house of God. Let me say it this way. We've gathered today. I wish our whole congregation was here. I wish all our pre-COVID congregation was here. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you joined us online today. Happy New Year to everyone. In 2022, we conducted around 125 worship service encounters. Did you take care of business in the Father's house? God speaks to you in this house. Don't ignore it. That's why we come to church to hear a word from God. Take care of business. When God convicts you to get something out of your life or to bring something into your life in this house, take care of it. Here's what Jesus said. He said, if you come to the sanctuary and you're going to bring an offering, you have a gift, and you realize you have unfinished business, you have an issue with a brother, he said, go Leave your sacrifice, leave your offering at the altar and go take care of business. Don't leave that unfinished. Take care of that. And then come back and present that offering. When God challenges you in this house, take care of business. When God reveals or exposes something in your life that needs to be fixed, corrected, changed, upgraded, take care of business. Romans 13, 8, Paul said, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another has fulfilled the law. Let me read it in a paraphrase. Don't run up debts except for the huge debt of love you owe each other. When you love others, you complete what the law has been after all along. The law code. Don't sleep with another person's spouse. Don't take someone's life. Don't take what isn't yours. Don't always be wanting what you don't have. And any other don'ts you can think of finally adds up to this. Love others as well as you do yourself. You can't go wrong when you love others. When you add up everything in the law code, the sum total is love. Why don't we let heaven's bookkeeper just walk in right now? Heaven's accountant, just let the Holy Spirit walk through every corridor of your heart, your mind. Tell him, tell him what you want right now. If you got to get something right, get it right. 
you need forgiveness, ask him. He'll forgive you. If you need to get something right with a brother or sister, if they're here, take care of it. If they're not here, go home and take care of it. Go to work and take care of it. Send an email, a text, call somebody. I want to ask you a question today. If something untoward happened to any one of us here today, this is really dramatic and I'm not usually, I'm dramatic but not like this. What if this was your last church service? It's going to be somebody's last church service today, somewhere in the world. Is this the way you want it to end? I think it's good to think about that. Is this the way you want it to end? Or does something need to be fixed? I keep coming back to this. If it's not the way you want it to end, then change it. Be courageous. God will back you up if you're trying to please the Lord. Oh, yes. Let's pray, Lord. Come on, just get real with the Lord right now. Just get real. Come on. Come on, keep it real with God right now. I'm going to be so vulnerable and transparent right now. I'm going to say, if you and I have a problem and I don't know about it, but you know about it, you need to come and talk to me. And if you look up here and see somebody talking to me, you don't know what we're talking about. They may be the one, they may not be the one, or the two, or the three, or the four. We got we to gotta get into 2023 in lockstep and harmony and unity. I don't know that I have an enemy in the world. But let God finish what he started in you. Praise God. There's somebody wants to wipe the slate clean, get a new start for 2023. I want you to come up here right now. Let's have a prayer meeting. Come on. Come on, let's have a prayer meeting. You're excited about the coming year. You're excited about what God has planned for you. Listen, if you want to hear him say, well done, then you got to do well. You got to do well. If you want to hear well done, come on. That's it. That's it. What are you looking for in 2023? Come on, come up here with vision. Come up here with purpose. Come up here ready to put stuff behind you and move forward. We're going to have communion in just a minute. In fact, I want the usher to bring all the communion cups up here on the platform. Just leave them up here. Save a few for those that can't make their way forward. Praise God. Come on, everybody. Come on. I wish I could get somebody to be courageous right now. (laughs) That's it. Forgetting those things which are behind. Thank you, ushers. Thank you for serving us. Just bring them up here. Spread them all the way across the front. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching under those things which are before. Thank you. 
I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> We're going to close out with communion today. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome. We're going to put things under the blood. We're going to examine ourselves. Come on, just look inside right now. Say, God, I got to be right with you. I got to be right with my kids. I got to be right with my family. I've got to be right with my neighbors. I've got to be right with my brothers and my sisters. Come on, get it right. Come on, leave your gift at the altar and pray and get it right and consecrate it and get it under the blood. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.